Good morning, everyone. It's Lee Henson, President and Founder of Agile Dad, and it's time for today's episode of The Daily Stand-Up. So without any further ado, let's get started. Today, I wanted to talk to you about a firestorm that I created uh, on LinkedIn. Sure enough, uh, I made a post, and the post was a poll, and it was talking about which scaling method would be best for you to apply in your organization. And boy, it got some traction. And it did a lot better than I thought it would. But what was really interesting was the number of people who said, you shouldn't do scaling at all. So, uh, you know, I, I had a number of people that shocked me with the answer, you shouldn't scale. But then the more I thought of it, the more I thought about it, the more I thought they might be right. Uh, and when I, when I say they might be right, I think that people misinterpret scaling. So the question for today is, what is scaling and why is it important? And should we or should we not do it? So here's my take on it. Scaling is taking good practices, better practices, or best practices that you are using inside of your organization, polishing those practices to the point where the teams can be high-performing and efficient, and scaling those or upscaling those so that other parts of the organization can benefit from the learnings, the parts of the organization that have done the Agile correctly. Okay. So that was kind of a long-winded definition. And yes, I said the Agile because I was trying to be funny. But it's, it's true. It's one of these things where if there's a part of the organization that gets it and it clicks, chances are in another part of the organization, similar things may work. It doesn't mean the same thing's going to work. And I think just like I always say, Agile's not spandex. It's not a one-size-fits-all model. Scaling's not spandex either. And there's so many different things you can choose from, whether it be uh, disciplined agile delivery or safe or less or you know th there's just tons of them scrum and scale i mean going on a nexus one's not better than the other is what i've discovered i've discovered that they all can coexist uh to the to the delight of those in the disciplined agile group i think this is one of those choose your own adventure choose your wow choose your way of working and figure out what's going to work best for your organization because the truth is it's not going to be just one or the other uh, safe doesn't always work. Uh, neither does this. Uh, neither does this one. Natural delivery. It, it's just you have to find the key that's going to help your organization achieve success quicker. And I think the myth is you shouldn't be trying to scale agile. You should be doing agile correctly, and then scaling once you do that. So I think, and it sounds like a technical, you know, a technicality, if you will, but it's not. I think more organizations try to shoehorn Agile in than the organizations that try to scale it correctly and get it done. The truth is, if you go back to some of the earliest forms of uh, implement implementing Agile, whether it's implementations of Agile, whether you're talking about pure Scrum or whether you're talking about extreme programming, each of these had built-in mechanisms for scaling already there. I think it's just a matter of understanding what scaling really meant to the organization, what scaling means to the people who are doing the work, and how you can take the work and organize the work in such a way that it can be tackled by a group of teams. And I think that if you really focus on the end consumer and what they're looking for, and you focus on outcome instead of output, scaling comes naturally because it allows you to really understand the voice of the consumer, and it allows you to focus your attention on the things that are most important to them. Now, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, so you still need to consider strategic priority, and you also should be looking at how big or small or how technically difficult certain challenges are. So you can understand whether what you're going to build has uh, adds technology value to the infrastructure or architecture of a product or service you're building, or whether you're just building something in such a way 
that you're trying to get the next thing out. And, you know, the second ladder is not a good reason, right? But I found so many people say, we don't know what the next big idea is. So we're just going to build a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of prototypes and see what sticks. While I'm all about research, I don't know that that kind of research resonates. I don't know, I don't know that that kind of research rings bells and take, breaks down walls, right? I think that that kind of research allows us to have some discovery, but it's expensive discovery. So I guess what I'm trying to say is when it comes time to scale, there's a couple of things you need to do. The first thing you need to do is you need to make sure you're doing Agile correctly to begin with, right? It's, it does no good to scale bad behavior. You don't want to take bad things and make it bigger or more, right? That just doesn't make sense. The second thing you need to do is you need to make sure that you understand the investment that scaling costs, because the truth is there is an upfront investment for you to scale. It's just, it costs money. So there's going to be an upfront financial investment. And then once you understand what that financial investment is, the next step is going to be to understand what impact it's going to have and make sure the culture is there that will embrace and understand and do the best they can to make it successful in the organization. Because I think if you don't have the culture in place, if you don't have your debt eliminated, if you're trying to scale just for the sake of trying to see what works, you're going to be disappointed with the results you get from implementing Agile. So I think the key to scaling is to understand Agile implicitly and then understand why you're trying to scale and make sure that you're not being too dogmatic. You want to use a pragmatic approach, a toolkit, if you will. And that's why many of these frameworks work really well in organizations. The problem is they're not one size fits all. And I think too often leadership executives, uh, the, the like, they will get stuck in a, hey, I heard this was the better way, so I'm going to do X, even when Y might be a perfectly better fit. So the key takeaway here is without a strong coach that has experience in scaling, it's going to be hard for you to see everything from the inside. So even if you just did a quick consult with a coach, a one-on-one, -on -one, or even just, hey, take a look where we are and what do you think? I think, I really do feel in my heart of hearts that you'll end up getting the answer that you need. And the answer might be that you might have to pull a few things from here, a few things from here and create your own mix, your own potion to, to make things work. Uh, the truth is we can all ground ourselves in one, whether it's disciplined agile, whether it's scaled agile framework, you can, scrum and scale, you can discipline, you can, you can ground yourself in any one of those, right? But then once you're grounded in that, it becomes a challenge then to say, okay, with this as our hub, what other bits and pieces are going to work? And I think that's the piece that a lot of people miss. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that you learned a lot. Uh, as always, if you have a topic you want to discuss, feel free to reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.